Boom! Hey, Cryptonauts, welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, here with my co-host, Jake Jabarelli, ready to give you the crypto news of the day. But before we do, we just want to highlight what we did earlier, actually what Jake did uh, did earlier uh, <laughs> with, with Bruce Fenton. He had an interview uh, just about, what, about five hours ago, and that was off the charts. Jake, give us an update of what just happened. Well, we uh, interviewed, well, I should say I interviewed, but it's not important who interviewed Bruce, but yeah, Bruce Fenton was on the podcast as our first probably minor celebrity <laughs> ever interviewed on on C3 Media, so it was interesting to talk with him. Actually, it was more like he talking to us, uh, telling us all about his uh, opinions about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and the U.S. government in his run for the Senate in New Hampshire. Yeah. So pretty wild it was good man it was good he brought a lot of lo knowledge on so, yeah so yeah. i was right. surprised so how much i agree with him but yeah it, you guys can check that video uh out in our youtube channel so or slash odyssey yeah also an odyssey which we'll get to here over at the coin tree obviously we do have a bunch of links here to our youtube our discord our twitter twitch and of course odyssey and of course we have some C3 Media merch. There's a link pink, right there. Uh, with that said, if you guys want to donate via crypto, we do have a wallet uh, for Bitcoin, Ethereum, BNB, Raven, BET, Litecoin, Flux, Monero, USDC, GUSD, and let's see, let's get one Gosh. random. Uh, Stellar. How about that one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. With that said, um, what else were we missing? Oh, yeah. Let's go with the quote of the day i'm gonna go ahead and uh take this one and then i'll give you the um the, the job of the hut <laughs> all right so quote general. of the day i'm yeah. Yeah, general i'm yeah. fascinated by the decentralized ideal and technological feat of a tool that collects and serializes any asset be it tangible or not publicly anonymously or incorruptibly written by jake jabarelli so yeah jake what inspired you to uh to make that little post there. Uh, Ravencoin Assets uh, asked wh why I got into crypto or what, what mm -hmm. got me into crypto. And it's like, this is, uh, I mean, I'm not out to make axioms constantly, but I just wanted to make it quick and short. I, you only have so many letters in Twitter, but. Perfect. Yeah. So let's go with the job from the crypto jobs list. Uh, jobs, full stack in developer with expertise in front and Airstack and remote. So this is from Airstack. That's the name of the, of the job in particular. It's the front end one. You see it there? Uh, I'll find it. Yeah, you go up I a little bit. Go up, go up a bit. Up, 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 up. Keep going up. There we go. Um, it's the front end one. Uh, it's nope. Go down, down, down. It's those two that you just passed. Yeah, let me just copy the link. <laughs> um. Put it here in general. Yeah. Put it in general. You can delete it later. Um, so that uh, at Airstack, Airstack is a decentralized, yay, data network that makes blockchain actively, easily discoverable 
browsable and consumable. Mm, deliciously consumable. Before Airstack, blockchain data was trapped in silos. A person might transact with a bunch of dApps or digi uh, decentralized apps or interact with different protocols or in various currencies or trade different tokens or participate, this guy's got a lot of his words here, or participate in DAOs or be a member of several NFT communities and each of those transactions happened in isolation. Airstack brings those transactions together in virtual stacks of data. For example, with Airstack, you can easily pinpoint 5,040 people all used a specific dApp today, and that 807 of them used that dApp plus a specific DeFi protocol, 257 of them are members of investment DAOs, and 53 of them are also attending the upcoming ETH.cc conference. The data is incredibly valuable to developers, traders, investors, marketers, and for various types of businesses development. The Airstack Data Privacy Protocol, or ADPP, not DAPP, provides a provides for access to the data while empowering consumers to securely lock, control, and monetize it. So, they're looking for a front-end engineer for this, a senior full-stack developer with front-end experience. Such people would be uh, a Web3 engineer or architect of design, You'll have significant ownership over the user experience, uh, dedicated senior front-end hire. You will be responsible for ensuring a consistent, high-quality user experience. Of course, that makes sense. Understand when and how to run UI. Such other requirements, five-plus years experience working at similar role, three-plus years experience working React development along with React.js and Next.js. So if you know what a, you know, a, a full-stack developer does, and if you know what front-end experience is, this is, of course, Web3 stuff. It's going to be web-based anyways. Then you should definitely check out Airstack. So let's get on to the news. This is not where the news is. We have an article starting from a, a leftover article about North Korea. Do you hear this one? Or you want me to do it? I'll take it, yeah. So this is an update of what we did on Sunday. Uh, I did discuss that uh, Harmony had a hack, and there was $100 million missing. It was unknown who the attackers were, but according to this news article, it looks like we found out who that hacker is. And this is kind of one of those rare news, uh, rare updates that ever happens uh, to find the hacker. So let's see what's going on here. This one's written by Sander Lutz on Decrypt.co. So North Korea attackers behind $100 million Harmony hack report. After hackers stole $100 million worth of cryptocurrency from Harmony Protocol on Friday, the team behind the Layer 1 blockchain announced it would offer a $1 million reward to anyone with information about the hacker. Afternoon, a lead suspect has emerged. According to a report released today by blockchain analytics firm Elliptic, the manner in which the funds were stolen and subsequently laundered points to the involvement of the Lazarus Group, a notorious North Korean-affiliated cybercriminal organization. In April, the U.S. government concluded that Lazarus, a state-sponsored hacking organization, according to the FBI, was behind the $622 million hack of a cross-chain bridge used by the pay-to-earn game Axie Infinity. Cross-chain bridges connect blockchains and are often used to link sidechains like Axie's Ethereum sidechains Ronin, which can offer speed and lower transaction fees before passing work back to more secure blockchains like the Ethereum mainnet. Harmony's hacks similarly occurred on the Horizon Bridge, a cross-chain bridge connecting Harmony to Ethereum, Binance Chain, and Bitcoin. 
Elliptic's report notes the similarities between both cross-chain bridges attacks as one indication of Lazarus's likely involvement. How the hacker perpetrated the attack via social engineering also alludes to previous Lazarus hacks. The Harmony attack additionally echoes the Axie Infinity hack and the stolen funds have been laundered in a pattern implying automated transfers. Quote, although no single factor proves the involve involvement of Lazarus, it in combination, they suggest the group's involvement, says the report. Other such factors include the fact that many Harmony team members have ties to the Asia-Pacific region, and Lazarus tends to go after Asia-based targets, potentially due to the languages used. Further, the only times the hackers have stopped offloading laundered funds are consistent with nighttime hours in the Asia-Pacific region. The funds have thus far been laundered through mixing services Tornado Cash, which allows users to pool significant amount of cryptocurrencies and swap them for different coins, a process that obfuscates transactions trails and is commonly used to launder stolen tokens. Elliptic was able to demix the trail of the Harmony Hacks Tornado Cash transactions in this case and has traced the stolen funds to a number of new Ethereum wallets. While exchanges and businesses could potentially use this information to ensure they don't accept any of the stolen funds, the information provides no means for Harmony to recover them. Uh-oh. Wow. Better protect your off-chains. Oh, wait. That's kind of hard to do. First, this was a social hack, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's actually... Social engineering Pretty hack. much. Although, it's not entirely accurate because the hack that happened to Dynamo was um, sort of a social hack. As in, you corrupt a known player or a person with which you are familiar. And, of course, if you're familiar, they read through all the content that you have on your account and then determine how they can trick you into believing that what they're sending you is real. So it's kind of a friend mm -hmm. attack. You know, it's like a friendly fire kind of thing. So good to see that they figured it out. I'm glad of that. Now I just can get that $622 million back. <laughs> At this point, it's not worth $622 million. All right, continuing on with Crypto Potato and author George Georgiev. Three Arrows Capital ordered a li into liquidation by British Virgin Islands Court. You suck, 3AC. The Singapore-based cryptocurrency hedge fund Three Arrows Capital has reportedly been ordered into liquidation following the downturn of the market and the challenges it faced recently. According to Sky News coverage, a court in the British Virgin Islands has ordered Three Hours Capital into liquidation, citing sources familiar with the matter. The report argues that the liquidation would be a significant moment in the current unraveling of the cryptocurrency sector. Lots of stuff is coming undone right now, that's for sure. Except for Michael Saylor, but we'll get to him later. Which has grown at breakneck speed in recent years, and then within six months, did exactly the opposite. At the time of this writing, the immediate financial implications of the creditors at 3AC are unclear. As Crypto Potato reported earlier, one of the creditors is Voyager Digital. The company previously disclosed exposure to the extent of some half a billion dollars to 3 Arrows Capital and also stated that it's unable to assess the amount it will be able to recover. Sound familiar? <laughs> Meanwhile, the broader cryptocurrency market took a beating as it's been doing quite a bit lately on Wednesday, and it's down again to uh, some $60 billion over the last 48 hours. At the time of this writing, Bitcoin is trading just slightly above 20 grand in U.S. dollars. 
anticipation of important releases such as GDP quarter over quarter for Q1. In a speech of the chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, which is scheduled for later today. Unless I missed that part. Anyways, Periodist Capital has been the, the bane of several different smaller exchanges because they were all depending on them. Of course, if the big guy gets liquidated, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of these uh, centralized exchanges are in a very very vulnerable state right now. We'll yeah. see what happens. Feel for Celsius, sort of. <laughs> mm-hmm. MicroStrategy. All right. <clears throat> Next news. Um, going to decrypt.co, written by Matt DeSelvo. MicroStrategy puts another ten million dollars in Bitcoin despite price crashing below twenty thousand dollars. Again. <laughs> Cloud mining company MicroStrategy today announced another Bitcoin buy spending, this time $10 million on the cryptocurrency, despite the price of the asset dropping below $20,000. A tech firm has now spent over $3.98 billion on Bitcoin and owns 129,699 digital coins, according to the statement from its CEO, Michael Saylor. It is also at a loss of $1.3 billion since the price of the currency has dipped. MicroStrategy CTO Fong Li last month told shareholders that if the price of Bitcoin dropped below $21,000, the company would face a margin call on a $205 million loan that it took out in March to buy more BTC. The price of Bitcoin currently stands just under $20,000, 70% lower than its November all-time high of nearly $69,000 per on market cap data. A margin call is when, oh, we don't want to read that. You guys know what that is. Let's see. Earlier this month, the MicroStrategy CEO took to Twitter to remind followers and investors and the company anticipated volatility and structure its balance sheet so that it could continue to hodl through adversity. Taylor had previously addressed margin call concerns in May, assuring shareholders that even if the price of Bitcoin continues to fall, his company was prepared to post some other collateral. Even as the crypto winter sets in, the tech CEO appears steadfastly convinced that Bitcoin will go up in value in the long term. MicroStrategy started its Bitcoin buying spree back in 2020 when it initially spent $250 million on the asset. Sailor repeatedly touted the biggest and oldest cryptocurrency as a safe haven asset and digital gold. Nice. I think that's a good spot to leave it at. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Michael Saylor is very bold, but he's lost more money before. Does that mean it's good or does that mean it's bad? <laughs> he just has that, 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 that look on his face that he just, he's not phased by this, this, mm-hmm. this, this yeah. correction. Like, this it's only money or, just wait yeah, until it's worth one hundred eighty million, one hundred eighty thousand dollars, and then you'll all be la- you'll all be sad because he has all the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, continuing on with another decrypt article by Andre Bogansky. SEC Chair Gensler, Gary Gensler, again says Bitcoin is not a security. What about Ethereum? Mm. Securities and Exchange Commission Chairman Gary Gensler day, today reaffirmed the SEC's view on Bitcoin is not a commodity. Or rather, is a commodity, but refrain from extending the label to any other cryptocurrencies in an interview with CNBC. Gensler singled out Bitcoin as an example of a crypto asset that should be regulated under the Commodities Future 
Trading Commission, or CFTC, as he's done previously, but would not comment on other coins and tokens. Some, like Bitcoin, and that's the only one, Jim, I'm going to say, because I'm not going to talk about any one of these tokens. My predecessors and others have said they're a commodity, Jenzer said in response to a question from CNBC's Jim Cramer. Gensler added, however, that many other, quote, crypto financial assets have the key attributes of a security, end quote, noting that the main similarity between the two is the idea that, quote, the investing public is hoping for a return, end quote. That's surprised because I thought you would expect a return out of Bitcoin too, right? Hmm? Okay. The regulatory framework surrounding cryptocurrencies and digital assets has centered on the interpretation of which ones function as securities like stocks and which ones operate as commodities like gold. The previous SEC administration believed that both Bitcoin and Ethereum were commodities, but Gensler only mentioned Bitcoin in his latest comments and has previously avoided answering questions about Ethereum specifically. Prior... To Genzer taking the helm at the SEC, the commission's leadership had publicly adopted the position that both Bitcoin and Ethereum are not securities, latter of which with some controversy considering that Ethereum launched in 2014 through an ICO that would, by today's standards, be considered an illegal securities offering. Not that would be an illegal securities, would be ISO. The, uh, in 2018, William Hinman, the SEC Director of the Division of the Corporation Finance, said he believed both Ethereum and Bitcoin could be classified as commodities because each cryptocurrency was sufficiently decentralized, as it was at the time, right, and did not have a central party whose efforts are a key in determining a factor in the enterprise. Now, that's a very interesting point he's making there. That if it is centralized, then it could be considered a security. But if it's decentralized, it could be considered a commodity. Does that mean that Dynamo could be considered a commodity? Anyways, um, I think it spells doom for a lot of those ones that are more centralized, like Solana. Nevertheless, the question... Proof of stake. Yeah, proof of stake, right. Well, the way Ethereum is going. And that's that's the very reason that Gensler is staying away from Ethereum right now is because he knows it's going to go proof of stake. Nevertheless, the question of whether Ethereum should stay should today be considered a security continues to be raised. The matter has become a sticking point in the SEC's ongoing $1.3 billion lawsuits. Hey, uh, $1.3 billion, isn't that how much money uh, Michael Saylor lost? <laughs> Against Ripple over the company's sale of XRP, which mm-hmm. the SEC contends is an unregistered community, uh, security. This might help explain Denzer's reluctance to comment on Ethereum or any other crypto asset besides Bitcoin. On the issue of regulating digital assets in the U.S., Kenzer today said it's primarily a dual effort between CFTC and the SEC, but that there's also the overlap with banking regulators in terms of addressing stablecoins. Hey, um, are we trying to make a new, entirely different system of, of payment structures, or are we trying to be like we've always been? Honestly, I think it's the former. He went on to say that many tokens are potentially non-compliant, and that's there's a lot of work to be done to really protect the investing public from themselves. Sorry, I know he didn't say that, but uh, I think I would agree. I think Bruce, our previous interviewee, would agree with me that the protection, the public only needs to be protected in the case of being absolute freaking dumb idiots, not people who know what they're doing. But then how do you tell the difference, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Continuing on. Okay, let's go ahead and move on over to back to Crypto Potato. This one's written by Dimitar Zanzarov. 
Marathon's crypto mining capacity crippled due to a massive storm. Marathon Digital Holdings, one of the leading cryptocurrencies mining companies, said that 75% of its operations are currently without power because of a devastating storm that passed recently through the state of Montana. Miners from the region are expected to restore some of their activity during the first week of July. The weather conditions in the northwest state of Montana have been quite severe in the past few weeks, leading to electricity outages and blocked infrastructure. One of the giants in the digital asset mining, uh, mining field, Marathon Digital Holdings, was also affected. In a recent announcement, the company said a storm that occurred at the beginning of June crippled the operations of all 30,000 miners in the area. Quote, on Saturday, June 11th, a severe storm passed through the town of Hardin, damaging several structures, including the power generating facility that supplies Marathon's Bitcoin mining operation with power. End quote. It is worth noting that the 30,000 miners account for 75% of Marathon's total active fleet. The damages are expected to be partially solved at the beginning of July. Even when that's done, the firm's pro uh, productivity will stay significantly reduced until the problem is solved completely. In April, Marathon disclosed its intention to move some of its miners from Montana facilities to other regions of the United States. Considering the current adverse conditions, it might speed up its plans. Given further information on the issue was Brad Thiel, chairman and CEO of Marathon. Quote, Bringing miners fully back online will take time, and we are committed to doing everything we can to rebuild our hash rate and to improve our Bitcoin production. Separate from this event, construction and installation in Texas have continued as scheduled. And given the current macro environment, our pipeline of potential new hosting arrangements remains strong. End quote. In November 2021, the company raised $500 million in debt, vowing to use the financing to buy Bitcoin and B BTC mining machinery. Several weeks later, Marathon purchased 78,000 of its new of the newest generation Antminer S19XP mining equipment for nearly $900 million. According to the deal, built Bitmain will deliver 13,000 units per month in July, August, September, October, November, and December this year. Let's stop right there for a moment. Jake, you yep. have your own mining uh, setup. Yep. How do you compete against something like Marathon that has 13,000 units showing up every single month? Well, they're, they're mining Bitcoin. I'm not mining Bitcoin. There you go. Boom! The whole house explodes. <laughs> All right. And on was, top of that, you have power. They don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Let me put it in perspective of this way. If you're mining up in Montana, you're probably using hydro, which is, you know, hydro uh, dam-based water. Um, dam-based water is awfully cheap. I mean, we're talking probably on the order of 0.01 or 1 cent, maybe 2 cents per kilowatt hour, which is roughly... 10 times less than what I pay. Probably, you know, 8 to 10 times. It's very cheap. So their expenses are probably very low, relatively speaking, on the top of the fact that Montana tends to be rather cool most of the time. Uh, so I don't think that they're hurting all that much. They are, understandably, trying to move away from Montana because they don't want to have to worry about this issue again. And I, I completely agree with that. That would be problematic to me, too. And if you don't know where your power is coming from, that's the reason that Riot, Game, or Riot Blockchain was doing their own power station. So we'll have to just see what Marathon does. 
they do have an awful lot of mining machines. Um, probably enough to keep Montana warm in the winter. <laughs> so, so just last, to finish this go ahead. up. Yeah. Just to finish up this last little paragraph here, it, it says, It is also worth mentioning that Marathon is a publicly traded firm. Upon announcing the news about the multi-million purchase of mining machinery, stocks rose to nearly $35. In the following months, though, the USD valuation significantly declined, and shares are currently trading at around $6. Well, yeah, you might be somewhere. I totally understand the, the concept. You, you get the money from your people. But uh, it is it is a little bit, huh, not a little bit, it is a precarious business. So completely understand their predicament. I do. I really do. Last news. Compass Mining leadership steps down following alleged non-payable debacle. It's from Jordan Lyonchev on Crypto Potato. Compass Mining, a U.S.-based mining service that hosts Bitcoin miners on behalf of clients, kind of like Nightash, has recently announced that both CEO Whit Gibbs, interesting name, and CFO Jody Fisher, not Foster, would be stepping down effective immediately. The statement informed users that CTO Paul Gosker and Chief Mining Officer, or CMO, Thomas Heller, would be taking over as temporary leaders until a more permanent solution could be found. I'm surprised they don't want to do those jobs. The statement indicated that their main objective, making mining easier, has been compromised by multiple setbacks. Quote, we recognize that there have been multiple setbacks, as we just said, and disappointments that have detracted from the objective. Through this restructuring, the company is wholly focused on regaining the goodwill of our stakeholders and the community, as well as delivering on our mission of providing best-in-class service for miners of all sizes. These changes are being implemented to achieve the next level of growth for Compass Mining, end quote. It would be easy to assume the neutral wording above refers to the current bear market that is causing many DeFi platforms and crypto exchanges to struggle to stay afloat. Yep, I know exactly how that feels. However, a number of allegations have recently surfaced that could indicate Compass current woes are far more widespread. Following an update from Dynamics Mining, a business partner of Compass, of Compass rather, reportedly prepared preparing for litigation over non-payment of electricity bills for hosted mining hardware. Compass clients stated that the firm's Discord has been shut down for only one day's advance warning. That sucks. Although this information is still unconfirmed, the official Discord invite link seems to be invalid. And the only way to get in touch with the team is via phone or email. I, I thought that was preferable. Additionally, Dynamics Mining stated that they have tried to help Compass customers in getting control over their mining rigs. However, as the mining service provider allegedly did not inform their clients of the serial numbers of said machines, oops, Dynamics is unable to do much for them at this moment. <laughs> Furthermore, Compass TOS, paragraph 3.4, states the company reserves the right to rearrange remove or relocate, reallocate, relocate customer hardware without any liability to Compass. That sucks that those people didn't read those if they didn't know that already. As a result, the worries of Compass clients regarding the state of their miners in the main facilities run by Dynamics seems quite reasonable, at least to them. Oh, well, half a million dollars in unpaid bills? What the <laughs> heck? Although the current dispute with Dynamics cannot be ascertained to the main catalyst behind Compass Troubles, particularly since they had to sell off nearly $30 million worth of hardware administrated by 
Russian mining company Bitriver. A sudden move to end the firm's business relationship with Amex Mining probably played a significant part, not to mention the legal costs that the split could incur, incur if the situation is not solved amicably. Dynamax Mining has stated on Twitter that Compass currently owes them $1.2 million in electricity bills, of which they have only paid 665000 You know, that's about half. That's not terrible. It's better than nothing. The statement points out further alleged irregulated... Yeah, I can't even say the word. Irregulated... Yeah. Hold on a second. It's abnormal. In recent terminated partnership with a promise of more receipts as proof. The plan to move forward with legal action on the basis of breach of contract unless an amicable agreement can be reached. Sucks to be you. I totally understand. You can't make money. If you put yourself well beyond your means, you're going to get dried up. I mean, I I can't dismiss the fact that for quite some time now, Crypto Winter has actually been affecting me, but that's because we moved off of, of Ethereum quite a while ago. Not that Ethereum was being very profitable, because in the early days when we moved to Dynamo, um, we were making two to four times as much as you could make on Ethereum with the same hardware. So it seemed very lucrative at that time. And as I've said many times before, it is still just as lucrative if we would just go back up to like, I think I think Dynamo is currently like five or six cents. If it just went to 20 cents, I'd be breaking even. So... <laughs> Uh, the nice thing about Dynamo is it's worth a lot. And I think that Sean Neal, the founder, made note of today, or was it, last night? it was last night, he said, during the entire Bitcoin fall, the not the uh, price of Dynamo versus Bitcoin itself, I mean, fall of Bitcoin versus USD, hasn't changed. So the value of Dynamo has, has stayed exactly identical to what it was when Bitcoin was worth 35000 which means the vice, the value of Dynamo hasn't changed at all. So, I feel, I do feel for these mining leadership, but it is unfortunate when things like this fail. But of course, if you're bit playing a CEO, you're probably getting paid a lot of money. Yep. 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 Well, with that, we're going to. Do you have anything else? I don't want to cut you off at the end here. That's it, man. We are so good. We're gonna. That was a lot of news. Let you guys know that we do have T-shirts, both the stack shots and Hoddle and the Diamond Hand shirt. We will be making these in black as well. They're just up here at the moment. Um, actually, if anybody wanted to just purchase one and ask for black instead, I could probably have, have it made pretty easily. So check out our T-shirts. We will be having other things like water bottles and hats probably in the near future. But we appreciate any of you who would like to buy from us and support the channel in that manner. With that, as we always say at the end of our show, stack sats, stack sats and, and hodl. Hodl. Uh, Adios. Adios.